And we are back. This is Hassan of the Mike and Hassan Show with my boy. Your boy, Mike. We in the building. We out here. We in there. We everywhere. Just coming to you live. Coming so Mike, to you live. Mike, my man, it's, it's been a minute, you know, week or so, depending how often we get into the studio. But how you been, bro? Working. Working, 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 man. I feel like that's uh, that's what I've been up to the most. Chilling when I get to the house. Um, going back to work, chilling. Going back to work, chilling. You go to I'm, work. I'm in chilling? that cycle. I you, go to work, you go chilling. To, you go to work, chilling. Nah, I, I... <laughs> <laughs> Bro, you th- you the nigga counting money. You just back there, just not even counting art. You just handing people wads of cash. Like, yeah, it's 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 there. Like, yeah, whatever you say, yeah, I'll invest this much for you. No problem. <laughs> Funny, man. That's good to hear, bro. Um, Shoot, man, same thing for me. Work, you know, as you know, we be working on this podcast, putting in the real grind on top of the grind. But, uh, you know, work, staying active, uh, been biking more. Um, I don't know if I mentioned this to you. I might have mentioned this to you. I started taking a, a kickboxing class. Oh my god, bro! It's crazy you say that because I've been thinking about doing the same shit, bro. Nah, bro, get into that. How's bro. that been going? It's cool. Um, the one I I'm in, it's a lot of like hitting the bag and like learning the combos and just having your form and kicks right. So it's not too much like actually fighting each other, but you know, it's definitely like learning the fundamentals and it's a good workout. Afterwards, I'm always like dead tired and got a good sweat, so you know, it's a good workout. And then you know. In case a nigga stepped to me wrong, I'm hitting him with a roundhouse. Speaking of kicks, um, I don't know if you've seen it, but there's a viral UFC clip going around of one of the nastiest, nastiest knockouts. Yo, is it that with the you dude will ever see? Yeah, he grabs oh, his foot and then bro spins around and just kicks him in the face. The other bro. foot. No, nah, he smacked him, bro. That what, was the what, one. What do you do? What do you do if a nigga has that in his bag? Or you run up, you try to, you try to rob. Like, give me your chain. The funny, <laughs> the funny thing is, like, you, I, you don't even train for that. Usually, when you grab someone's kick, you like, oh, I got the advantage, and that dude was like, nigga, please, and hit him with another kick while his foot was already being held. So, nigga was floating just to kick him. Maybe he was plotting that whole time. He like, as soon as he caught his leg, he was like, yep. This is exactly where I want to be. <laughs> Honestly, because at that point, like that's there was no defense for that. What do you do? I mean, I think moving forward, a lot of athletes are just gonna know. Hey, like if I if he grabs my if I grab someone's foot, I better let go or get out the way because people should know. Like, yeah, you got to kick there. Facts. So, Mike, you you a big UFC guy? What um you've been keeping up with Fight Island? How's it been looking? Fight Island's been good, bro. Like, week after week after week after week, it just seems like the cards just get better and better and better. And, like, there's just no signs of of slowing down, especially just, like, looking at the events that are upcoming, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, there's a championship fight next week. Um, You know, there's there's just a lot going on, bro. A lot of good battles, even prelims. You know, like, I used to skip prelims, but um, even prelims, bro, because that fight uh, where the dude spun around and kicked dude in the face, that wasn't even on the main card. That was on the early fight. So, mm. it's been it's been good. Okay, man, that's cool. I mean, as we know, like, sports is kind of like, we just ended, we just lost basketball, so we got UFC still going on. Um, just quickly, you know, for if we have any UFC fans, who do you think is like the most exciting group of fighters in the league right now? Are you asking yeah, me? Or the, or, I'm, asking, asking I'm, asking me. You? I'm asking you. You asking me? I thought you was asking the people. Shoot, um, they can't reply yet. The people could drop it in the comments. People, people, if you if you are hey, UFC fan, people, let a, let put Hassan on game. If you are listening to know. the podcast, are you one of our loyal listeners? I need you to comment. On the Instagram at Mike and Hassan, I just need you know your opinions. I want I want people to know what you think. You know, speak speak your piece. You can agree, you can disagree, whatever you feel. Let us know. 
Yeah, we always we always want to talk to y'all. So, you know, drop them comments. But um, most exciting fighters right now. Um, for me personally, Sean O'Malley. Cold, cold white dude. He has like uh, colored, like rainbow colored hair. Dude's disgusting. Dude's disgusting. He's one of the best strikers in the game. Um, Another exciting fighter for me personally is Aljamain Sterling. They just announced that he's going to headline his own fight. He's going to get a chance at that belt. Mm, Okay. He can be a champion. I'm rooting for him. Um, And I'm going to give women some love too. I'm going to give women some love. One of my favorite women fighters is. is Zhang. She's the she's a champion in her division right now. I've been watching a lot of her fights, and she's she's disgusting too. So I'm 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 gonna show the women UFC fighters some love. Well, what's her name again? Her first name, her last name is Zhang. Z H A N G. I can't Zang. remember her first name right now, but Zhang. Yeah, she had a crazy fight against Joanna. I want to say it was. And you probably saw the the pictures where, like, after a fight, the chick's forehead had, like, another forehead on top of it. Oh, that one? Okay, I know what picture you're talking about. Yeah, Zhang is the one who did that. Okay, okay. Um, I haven't been keeping up too much with the sports, but I am a John Jones fan, and I've been keeping up with his Twitter beef. The um, GOAT. He really is the GOAT. I forgot the I, – I know the name of the dude who's been – he's been beefing with, but I just don't know how to say it. It's like a Nigerian name, so I feel – I feel ignorant. But that one dude, John Jones, been going at it on Twitter the last couple of weeks just talking shit. So, at some point – there we go. That's his name. Okay, it's not even that hard. It's Israel. His last name is Nigerian. But, yeah, Israel and John Jones been beefing. Oh, Adesanya? Is that how you say it? Israel, Adesanya. Israel Adesanya. Okay, Israel Adesanya. Yeah, him and Jones been beefing. I don't know if you've been keeping up with that. I heard about it, but I haven't been following it, nah. It's been – it's basically been them, like, dropping memes and, like, edited pictures. And Israel's basically being a troll, and John Jones keeps taking the bait. But then he'll be like, man, why am I paying attention? you just a troll. Then Israel says some more stuff, and then John Jones gets caught in the loop again. So. Israel's a pro-troll. No, yeah, he's I, don't, he's. I don't know if you've seen his Instagram, but he's been trolling Costa for since he, ever since he whipped his ass. He's been trolling him on Instagram. Yeah, no, I, even in one of these tweets, he says, "Bro, I'm a professional troll. Like, you're not gonna win this argument." And John Jones kept falling for it. See, that's but, how you know you've won once the opponent knows that you're trolling and you still troll. Yeah, usually, like when like you realize, oh, you just trolling. Let me just walk away. But now nah, he's still engaged. I mean, don't get me wrong, like, as a casual fan, it's selling the fight to me. I don't think they're going to fight just because they're different weight classes. But I'm I'm always up for a good Twitter beef. And, you know, they're fighters. So they might not fight in the ring, but they, they might get throw some hands in the streets. Catch them in the backyard. That, that reminds me, bro. This was actually the bit I was trying to get into, bro. We need to have our own fight island. You know, or, you know, some people call it a fight club, but, you know, you, me, the homies, the homies, homies, and some boxing gloves. And I don't know where we're going to fight, but let's just throw hands and put money on it. <laughs> to all my friends listening, I need, I need DJ to fight Rose. Oh, you got I matchups. Need, I got matchups, bro. I need DJ to fight Rose. Mm. I need... I need Sway versus Shane. That's going to be an interesting one. Mm. Um, I need you versus Brookside. Mm. You, guys match, you guys match up and wait. And then I'm like, who do I got to fight? I'll let you pick. You're the big homie, bro. Who do you fight? You got to fight Messiah. Oh, shit. Even though you got a height advantage, y'all, y'all both the big homies. Hey, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie to you, viewers. That matchup has me intimidated. <laughs> let, let, I'm, I'm, be, I'm, a, I'm gonna keep it buck with you. I ain't gonna be no fake tough guy. That that one got me intimidated. For those who don't know, Messiah, shout out to the homie, shout is out about, to the homie. is about five five, and this five five nigga on a good day, on a good day, can bench like five hundred pounds, 
squat 800 and in the in the same in the same day he'll 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 fight 10 niggas and take 10 niggas bitches and go home to his kids one time i saw him rip the horn off a rhino i thought he threw it back out the rhino rhino poked his eye out hey man i don't know after he ripped the horn out i was like i'm about to dip this nigga wilding <laughs> yeah so yeah me versus messiah all right i'll take the challenge if messiah's about it i'll have to train for that one that nigga buff his shit <laughs> I'm gonna have to hit me a whole Rocky montage for that one. I'm saying I ain't little, you know, I ain't weak. I, ain't, you know, I'm not saying I can't fight, but you know, game recognized game. Nothing but respect. You, you know, you get the friendly fade. Friendly fade. That's it. It's gonna, you know, Mike and us on Fight Club. Small wagers, you know, nothing too crazy. Ten, ten bands, you know. Do it easy. Yeah, you know, jump change. But yeah, man. Let's see. Um, sports, football. We are Chargers fans. We blew another unfortunately. one. Unfortunately, yeah. Unfortunately, Mike, uh, bro. I I watched the game and I saw us with the lead. And as I was, we were up two scores. I knew we're about to blow it. It's sad how we can confidently say that week after week. Like you know what? Twenty-one points. Nah, we'll blow it. Yeah, we'll blow it. Yeah. Oh, Drew Brees, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah no. we're not stopping. Hey, bro, on that same note, I'm going to share this real quick, and I know no one cares. There's probably only one person, only one of our listeners who care. Mm. His name is Sal. He is the homie in my fantasy football league. I had a game with Sal where, because I was not paying attention and I forgot to set a lineup, I did not play a defense or my running back number two. Somehow, I had a lead going into the Sunday night game. Sal had Emmanuel Sanders, who unexpectedly had 12 catches, 122 yards, scored 24 points, PPR league. And that gave Sal a, I don't know, it was like a three or four point lead. He had a lead. He won the game Sunday night. He had the Buffalo Bills playing Tennessee. Now, he kind of thought, oh, this game might get canceled for COVID reasons, whatever. They played the Buffalo Bills defense, gave up 42 points, no turnovers, etc. They had negative three. His negative three won me the game by one point. Damn. He didn't oh, even have sick. to play nobody. He had the win. He's sick. He's super sick. Hey, listeners, pray for that, man. Anyone out there who plays fantasy football knows how devastating on one point, especially when a great defense like the Bills, the Bills are minus three. Mike, That's tough. I did not put in a, a second running back or defense. I was down two players. Oh. Somehow the rest of my team scored enough to give me 125, so everyone else was balling. He had the win and lost it. Kind of like, like our Chargers. In a nutshell, yeah. In a nutshell. But, yeah, that's going on. Wait, there's real important news need to be discussed. We, the Los Angeles Lakers, even though I'm not on the team, are champions. L.A., we did it. Fuck the haters. Fuck the Clippers. Those are the only people in L.A. who didn't do it was the Clippers. But when everyone else in the city, we winners. We out here. You know, number seventeen, it ain't nothing too nothing too crazy. You know, I'm I'm ready for eighteen so we can have the most all time. I'm saying next year we'll get that. We'll, we'll put the Celtics. Put the next banner up back to back. Some light. Some light. Rest in peace, Kobe. Man, that's that's magical. You know, we we, we, we still feeling that. You know, it, it's not it, it don't feel real and, and and then for the Lakers to go out there and win it, bruh. I know, I know he's smiling. Yeah. Rest in peace, Kobe. Rest in peace, GG. Lakers, LeBron, AD. They did it for you, Kobe. AD. Look, man, I think that's like the, like an underrated storyline here, bro. Anthony Davis. Anthony motherfucking Davis is an NBA champion now. 
Hey, this was his first, I could be wrong. I might have to fact check. I think this was his, like, this year was his first playoff win, like, in terms of a series. He's never been out the first round. I think I think so, yeah, because they would always sneak into the playoffs and then they would get demolished by the, the one or the two. Yeah, teams, they'll, they'll, they'll basically squeeze in to be the eight and just get rocked. Yeah. So he's finally on the winning team. He knows what winning tastes like. Tastes great. And hopefully he comes back and we can build the team around him when LeBron is gone. Yeah, that's going to be interesting because if I'm – could be wrong. LeBron has one more year on his deal. I think so because this is this is year this is year three, and I if think this he's signed for four he's years. For four. So yeah, he's for four. If this is if this was three, then he has one more. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I mean, he could be that guy like oh, I'm gonna play till I'm forty two or forty one. But honestly, LeBron doesn't need to. I feel like he's one of those players who's gonna do it just just cause. But here's the thing. We've never seen LeBron with a serious injury. Like, does LeBron really want to play until he's hurt and tears his Achilles? You know, like one of those Kobe, Steve Nash injuries where you're just, like, forced out the league? I don't think he needs to do that. That's the risk you take, though, you know? Like – You got to keep – I think he's just going to keep playing. Run them, run, run them career numbers up. Why not? You know, just – He's first in everything. It, it Stay there. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you stay there. <laughs> If I'm him, I'm running it up. I'm running it all the way. I want first because he playoffs all time. He's already like top three and everything. So he just got to keep going to the playoffs and keep running it up. Because honestly, who's going to go to 10 finals again? Oh, nobody. No, I'm just saying. No one's one's going to 10 again. Like that's people clown him because he lost a bunch of those. But yet no, no one's been to 10 finals. Larry Bird wish he could. Mario Johnson wish he could. Kareem will wish a nigga could. LeBron did that. Kobe wish a nigga could. RP. But LeBron did that. We just got to start appreciating greatness, bro. Now, I saw this clip. It was MJ talking, and he was saying, like, it's unfair to compare other players in different eras just because, like, the game is different, the team is different. And he would just kind of say, like, it's like he, he basically compared basketball players to artists. And he said, it's disrespectful to the artists to do these comparisons when they're not on equal playing fields. And that's, that's from MJ. So if MJ says all this basketball arguing of who's the best is pointless, I'm listening to MJ. The real goat. Man, that nigga's scared. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mike. Hey, Mike. You know how passionate people get about MJ, bro. We're going to have some haters. I'll be, you know, so be it, bro. Mike said he ain't scared. Mike said he ain't scared. He know that 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 GOAT conversation, it's it's a real conversation, you know. And, um, yeah, Mike's scared, bro. But, nah, I mean, he's right, though. He's right, though. And, and, And that goes with anything. You know what I'm saying? Like, because evolution is, exists and naturally, like, things are going to keep getting faster. Things are going to keep, you know what I'm saying? Especially humans, like, we're going to keep getting faster. We're going to keep getting bigger. We're going to keep getting stronger. So it's unfair to compare us to, like, niggas from the 70s and 60s and shit like that. That's what makes niggas like Barry Sanders incredible because that's, like, one nigga you could drop in any era, bruh, and he came – he came. He was like before his time. You know what I'm saying? No, nah, I feel you on that. Like, I'll give you a good yeah. example. Like, if you would have put like Christian McCaffrey in the 70s, they'd be like, "There's no way this white boy running this damn fast." <laughs> There's no goddamn way this white boy running this goddamn fast. <laughs> oh God. On everything. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I yeah, definitely just as like technologies, training gets better. Yeah, just athletes get better. Like, bro, like, have you ever seen those like highlight reels? It'd be like a dude in middle school doing three sixty windmills and all types of crazy dunks, and they're like, oh, he's only the caption be like, he only in the third grade. I'm like, god damn, what are they feeding these negroes? Bruh, I'm saying though, if you go on Instagram and you look at like some of those hoop pages. 
even like a football page. I saw this one kid. He was like 14 years old. He was like six eight, like two fifty. Like, and and then they were like, he's uh like some he broke some record for like biggest player or something like that. And they had that man on the line, and he was killing niggas, bro, killing them little eighth grade or whatever grade you were, eighth graders, ninth graders. Hey, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a though. The higher you go up, things tend to equal out. What do you mean? I don't know, bro. Like I've seen people who were like dominant in high school, couldn't do shit in college. Dudes who were dominant in college couldn't do shit in the NBA. That's all I'm saying. I'll show you. It's weird it's how that how that happens, but, but it, it happens. Cause you're no longer like the best player out there anymore. Cause like in like sometimes dudes like they're used to being the best player. And then when you get to the highest level, it's like, oh, shit, maybe I'm not the best player right now. And I think that, like, like some niggas just don't respond to that. You know what I'm saying? They don't try to get better to be the best. They're just so used to being the best already. If yeah, that no. No, that, no, that's that's 100% facts. Um, I'm not, I'm not going to put – I'm not going to, like, go by names, but I remember, like, Kentucky basketball, except for Anthony they, – they've had some players, don't get me wrong. A lot of their, like, recent one-or-done players, like, what have they done? They got some that like our stars. Don't get me wrong, but they there's a lot of like, oh, like you the man out of college coming out. You get to the league and it just don't work out. So you know it happens. But I I think you hit it on the hit it on the the nail hit the hammer on the nail. You hit the nail with the hammer. Something got hit. But yeah, it's just like yeah, you get used to being the best, and then like it doesn't like push you no more. Yeah, you just got to find that new challenge. What else you been up to, brother? Oh, let me see. Let me see. I've been in this book grind for a moment. That's a never-ending grind. Right now, I'm actually reading like a gang of books at once, so I won't get into all of them, but I'll just set, shout out the names. I'm reading Matterhorn, just so you can hear me right. That was Matterhorn, like the mountain. But uh, no, that was, that's like a Vietnam book. Um, that book is grimy. Like, if you could think of, like, saving Private Ryan in a book format, they catching bodies. That shit is grimy. Um, on top of that, I actually got this leadership book. It's called Extreme. Hold on, let me make sure I'm saying these names right. Extreme Ownership. Uh, that's actually by, like, a an ex-Navy SEAL. And that dude, he's also, like, a, a business consultant, but whole premise of the book he'll give you like some like leadership principles or advice he'll tell you like how he applied it into like his like combat situation but then he'll tell you like oh how he applied this same principle when he was like consulting businesses and how like they need to operate it's usually about just like like teamwork and like leadership um not so much like you know forcing people to do what you want to do it's getting people to do what you want to do because you like you build like relationships through people. So that's actually a really good book, Extreme Ownership. I got this one book. Um, it's called The Way of the Superior Man. Uh, more or less, it just kind of describes like as the man, like how you should like have your purpose in life, how you should be like, what you should focus on. It even gives some like, some like talking about like how to like interact with women and just like, you know, carry yourself like a man in front of women. You're not acting like a bitch ass nigga in front of some women. Excuse my French. Mm. Yeah. Nah, but I mean, shit, that's how it be sometimes, bro. Yeah, yeah. You know, either us or, you know, we've all seen that homie be acting one way, all of a sudden against some girls, in front of some girls or some women, just start acting a whole other different type of way. It kind of just, like, talks about that, like, how to, like, maintain your your frame, you know what I'm saying? And then I just opened this other book yesterday. This is Message to the People by Marcus Garvey. Uh, For those who don't know, Marcus Garvey was a black revolutionary back in like the 19s and the 20s, like the real 19s and 20s, 1919, 1920. But um, I'm kind of early in that book, so I can't really say I know what he's saying yet, but just like the first chapter, the whole first chapter, he just talks about reading books and how like accumulating knowledge for yourself is beneficial to the black race. 
So to all my people, pick up a book. It's 2020 niggas is wildin'. But that ain't nothing new. That ain't nothing new. So you really been out here on your uh on your book grind, man. No, yeah, for real real talk. Real talk. Um kind of just like the motivation behind it is like I guess like, you know, like I'm I'm not gonna lie, like the war books, they just sounded interesting, but also just like reading them, like I'm getting like a lot of like leadership lessons. Um some of like some for those who know me, like I do work at a, a company where I'm an assistant manager and to me, that's new. To me, it's fun, but sometimes it is intimidating just because, you know, like, I got to really, like, lead people, and, you know, it's, no, it's not no, no, like, life or death situations, but at the end of the day, like, these are people's, like, livelihoods, you know, like, me doing my job right affects how they get promoted in their career, so, you know, I got to be on my P's and Q's, so that's why I'm, like, on the leadership tip. Um, the way the superior man um, funny enough, it was just a book that just kept getting like, like the name kept popping up when I was reading like other books, you know, a lot of like help, like a lot of self-help books or whatever. Like, I don't know. It was just something that was like the way it was described to me, every man should read this book. I would probably agree with that statement. And the Marcus Garvey book, I mean, I've been known to Marcus Garvey. So it's just something was in the back of my mind, but I had a cousin of mine, shout out Drew was really like hey bro like you need to get on this marcus garvey bro you you ain't on shit yet man like he was he was on me about it so i got that book so, you know things i don't know things that i think are going to like help me with life things that i just find like entertaining um i don't know i guess just things that make me feel good about myself a little bit of everything there you know um you know you got the the life books the ones that are going to teach you things and then I see that you got the ones that like mean something to you like Marcus Garvey um, you know what I'm saying because you know we're, we always talk about empowering one another on on this show um, so I mean it makes sense that you would that you would pick up that book and 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 enjoy that and I, I, I see it bro like a lot of these books that you're reading and like books that you talked to me about um, off air and books that you suggested um, I can see that you really out here like bettering yourself, bro. And like, you're really learning from, from these books. You're taking other people's experience, other people's words, other people's knowledge. And you're taking that um, sometimes interpret, interpreting it in your own way. And then you apply it to your life, you know, and that's, that's what we are supposed to do. You know, that's what, that's what literature is for. And that's one of the reasons that like, I'm so into writing myself and, and I, I, I've been falling off with, with reading lately. I, I have to admit, and it is something that I'm kind of like been kicking myself about, you know what I'm saying? Ever since I finished that book that we were talking about um, a few weeks back, um, I haven't really been on anything since. So I've been slipping myself and to see you out here, reading and grinding and getting better you know that's gonna motivate that's that's gonna yeah bro you're doing a great job bro you do your your shit man like real talk brother to brother like my nigga you know what i'm saying you on your shit and um that goes for uh you know a lot of us and a lot of people in our friend group and you know what i'm saying that i know it's cliche but that statement like you are the company you keep and like you know keeping you know the right people in your circle and all that stuff, I feel like that's what we've been doing. And that's why not only you, but all of us, bro, I feel like we all been leveling up. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, but I'm, you know, I'm just rambling at this point. Um, what I what I wanted to get hey, into as far as like writing goes. Bro. Appreciate it. Yeah, bro, of course. What I really wanted to get into as far as writing goes is, um, you know, that's one of the reasons why I'm so into literature, man, because like, it's 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 history bro you know like when you write this stuff you know you're 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 sharing your experiences with the world and you never know bro like like you said you're reading a book that's a hundred years old you know and it's still relevant and it's still impacting you today you know what i'm saying so like mm -hmm. it's just something that lives on literature you know something that keeps breathing something that 
you know, it's, it's always going to be here. And, and yeah, yeah, no, man. I, I, I feel it, dog. I feel it. Um, yeah. Actually, from one of these books, you actually would appreciate this quote. This was from the Marcus Garvey book. And just mind you, like, the whole first chapter, he's just talking about, like, the, the power of, like, reading and how it just makes you better. He said this quote, and as a writer, you would, trust me, you would appreciate that. He says, like, as a person, you should always be trying to speak, think, he didn't say read, but you basically, you should always be trying to, like, speak and think, oh, and write, that's what, speak, think, and write beautifully. Like, when you're trying to, like, talk to someone, you're not trying to be, like, bland or, uh, like, you should always be trying to, like, express a message that resonates with your, like, whoever you're talking to, be it you're speaking, you're writing, but even, like, your mindset, like, what, what you're thinking, you should be always be thinking, like, beautiful thoughts, you know, some people say, like, positive thoughts, thoughts, thoughts and thoughts, I love me a thought, um, but no, yeah, you should, always, you should always be, like, thinking beautiful things instead of, like, focusing on, like, negative things or, like, seeing everything as just, like, bland and generic, because, like, when you think, when you think, speak, and write beautifully, it makes your world more vibrant. Real talk. Marcus Garvey. And, um, yeah, I, didn't, I, didn't, I did not expect that from him. I didn't know what I was expecting from this book off the jump. But I guess, like, for those who know Marcus Garvey, I guess they're trying to, like, they always try to emphasize his more militant side, which is, like, all right, let's start an individual black nation. But, like, to hear him actually just say, like, talking about just like life and like how you just make life more vibrant it was just something like i didn't know about him so it was dope but i'll get more into that book later yeah man for sure for sure and another thing um just to touch off that or piggyback off that um you know making making life more vibrant um that's something that resonates with me because i've been practicing patience a little bit more lately. Um, and I think that like with patience, the world hey, becomes Mike, more vibrant too. How do you, how do you practice patient? Do you just sit there? No, I mean like, <laughs> I mean like <laughs> whenever I'm in a situation and I'm like, this is ticking me off or like, I don't know, even even like small things. It doesn't even have to be like in a conversation or like, um, you know, at work, you know, like people go to work and like there's customers that piss you off or whatever, whatever. Like you're practicing patience by not like going off on them or like, you know, something small, even like, you know, say I order some shoes online and I'm like, oh man, this shit comes in seven business days. Like, fuck, you know what I'm saying? Like, so what? It's just seven business days, you know, well, like just appreciate the days as they go by you know what i'm saying just slow things down a little bit don't always like react sometimes you have to take a step back and like think about big pictures you know what i'm saying and i think that's where like the whole vibrant concept comes from you know what i'm saying um because i'm someone who like i used to live life like i would live i don't want to say fast because that sounds like that's making it more than what it is. Man, but like, you, was, you, you, you was living at home, bro, using the streets. Yeah, that, that, that makes it seem like something that I'm not trying to say. But, like, <laughs> I, I don't know how to say it. But, like, basically, like, I, I was just looking at things as, like, black and white. You know what I'm saying? I was just – I wasn't appreciating shit. I was just, like, you know what I'm saying? Oh, I'm on this. I'm just going to move on to the next thing or whatever, whatever. Not really, like, taking the time to sit down and, you know, appreciate things. Um and I think creating music, like years, years, many years ago, um, like creating music, like that kind of like taught me patience because I was the type where I was always in the studio and I was like, man, I'm trying to finish this song tonight. I'm trying to do this right now. I'm trying to do this. Like, we got to write our best verses right now. We got to, you know what I'm saying? It was always immediate. And mm. then um, like working with Berkside, it kind of taught me like, you know, like you can you're not always going to have it. You know what I'm saying? Like there's some nights where you might not be able to put the bars together. You know what I'm saying? You might not be able to put the concepts together, but you know, just do something like do the small things every night and eventually it's going to build up. 
you know what I'm saying? And then yeah. in the end, you have a whole project. Hey, just sometimes it's just not your night. You feel me? So, like, that's what I mean when I say practicing patience. Um, damn, that's fine. That made me about two things. One, this first one's going to be a joke. It's not like a setup joke, but just me talking. Like, hey, sometimes it's just not your night. And that was a phrase me and the homie learned going to the club. You be, you be going to girls, hey, sometimes it's your night, sometimes it's not your night. And you just got to recognize when it's not your night, don't, don't get upset, relax. This is not your night. You got next time. Because sometimes it be your night for no damn reason. There's sometimes I've had a random night where I'm like, I should not be getting this much attention. I did not do nothing special today. But sometimes it's your night. Enjoy it. Just bask in it. You know, that's what makes that's what makes us that's what makes you great. You know what I'm saying? Like whoever, like to our listeners out there, you know what I'm saying? Just like realizing when it's not your night and then just like bouncing back from that and getting better. Because it might be your night again. We all have a night. You know what I'm saying? I've seen other homies did nothing special, but some night it's just their night. It'd be real like that, not, The real ones know what I'm talking about. But uh, the other thing I was going to touch on, what you said about patience, I was watching this video. It was a YouTube video. Um, and this guy was just kind of breaking down, like, how not as, like, a generation, not just saying young people, but just everyone currently today. And obviously, you know, this would affect some people more than others. But he was saying as a group, as a people today, we have a dopamine addiction. And he kind of said how it's related to like, you know, smartphones and things of that. But basically what he says is like, we have so much like instant gratification that like, we basically, we just, we just non, we're always on a nonstop dopamine chase. And like, you know, our phones, it's like, you get a message, you get a like, you get whatever, it makes you feel good, you get excited, da-da-da-da, and then, you know, then we're always on, now we're on this constant hunt for more likes, more retweets, more messages, almost, you can say, more attention, in a way, because it's just so instantly, or, you know, even just like, oh, like, oh, I got this big project to do, but uh, I don't want to do it, I'd rather watch YouTube, and it's like, it's so instant that, like, it's hard to like stop and be like, okay, no, like, let me put this down. I got other things I could do or should do. And what he even said is like, sometimes you have things that actually, once you get started and start doing, you actually will have more net joy from, but you know, it takes, it takes longer to get to it. So we'd we'd rather just sit on our phone. So a good example would be like, all right, I'm somebody like, I love to work out. Right. You know, when I'm actually in the gym and I'm doing the workout, I feel great. But I still have to get up, get dressed, drive, and go to the gym, whatever. Or I could sit here and, like, scroll on my phone. Obviously, the gym sounds more fun. But it's like, damn, like, I got to really get up. Or I could just sit right here. And it says it's like in that decision-making, even though you're going to have more fun doing the other thing, we tend as people to just default i'm just scrolling my phone Um, so kind of when you were just saying like oh like being patient when you get to like trying to do like other tasks i think i think that just relates to it because it's like we're always in this kind of like mad frenzy like i said relative to individual people of like chasing our phones chasing likes or just trying to always be to like whatever is the quickest most exciting thing like you said the fast life but you know a different kind of fast life right yeah. Real quick, yeah, just bro. you know, v- viewers, we haven't shouted you out, but if you are listening, we do want to hear your thoughts on these topics. Comment on Instagram, send us a DM. Hopefully, you know, we might even post about or discuss your your question, opinion, whatever. You know, we'll get you get you brought up somehow. Comment down below. Yeah, man, and and just to build on that a little bit more, I know. You know, that's taken, that's been a big segment, but like you said, it's just, it, it's challenging during this time and in the times of like technology and everything. And it's only getting faster, bro. Yeah. That's, that's the scary part. Bro, I'm only 25. I don't, bro, I swear, I don't keep up with technology. Someone could be like, oh yeah, you just got to do this, that, and that. I'm like, what? I got to do, huh? I didn't even know my phone could do that. I don't keep up. 
And now they talking about 5G, bro. Bro, it was, I think it was the other day I was like trying to like change something on the Netflix on my, on my Xbox. I was trying to send a message. And at the same time, I was trying to do like something else. And I was like, I was, I was basically using like three devices at once. And I'm like, what the fuck am I doing right now? Cause like, I was like, I was not effective doing any of them. Cause I was trying to do all of them. I'm over here juggling an Xbox controller, a laptop, and a phone in my hand. And I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah, bro. Like, sometimes I'll get so much screen time in a day, like, my eyes will start hurting and I'll get a headache. That's how I know I'm old. Yeah. Like, I'll have, I'll have those days where it's like, you know what? I need to just, like, go outside. I need to just get up. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Quarantine makes it tougher. Cause it's like, all right, you can go outside, but it's gonna be just that, like, oh, I'm going outside. Like, you ain't Literally. going nowhere. Literally, you ain't going yeah. nowhere. You just, you just outside. Yeah, bro. So, on that yeah. note, it is October 14th. We are still in quarantine, 2020. Tomorrow <laughs> makes seven months. <laughs> Hey, bro, I'm not going to lie. When, pe- when this first started, people was like, oh, this is going to be two months. People was like, oh, that's way too long. Someone was like, oh, no, it might be a year. Oh, you tripping, tripping. So I was like, hey, it might be five. I mean, we almost, I mean, had, almost had a year. Like, bro, it, it's funny because I, I literally had that same thought this morning. I was like, damn, it's about to be seven months since we've been doing quarantine, right? Um, so I'm at the point where it's like, are people going to want to go back to – before COVID times, like, are people, some people, like, it's normal now, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, like for a split second today at work, like, before I got to my desk or whatever, like, I realized I didn't have my mask on. And once I realized that, like, everybody was looking at me because I didn't have my mask on, it's like, just the guilt shame. and shame. the shame, shame and the embarrassment. Like, you know how dogs, they like, will tuck their tail and they'll, like, lower their head or whatever. I was just like, oh, shit, like, let me get out of here, bro. <laughs> so, yeah, man, I mean, like, you're, if you don't have a mask on or, like, if you don't take the precautions, like, you're that guy. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. There'll be, like, moments at work. Because, like, I could take my mask off if I'm, like, at, like, my little workstation. I'm not interacting with nobody. But then, like, I'll, like, get up real quick to, like, so like you said, I'll get up real quick to go get some water. And, like, I be feeling hella exposed. Like, like how you feel when you leave the house without your phone? Or, oh, like, or, like, if you was just, like, if you just, like, walk, like, if, or, like, how you walk out the house to grab your mail. And you, you, like, you might just be in your shorts, no shirt. You might just be in your drawers. I'm like, oh, shit, I got to make this move real quick. I be feeling like that. Fully clothed just because I'm not wearing a mask. And then... Sometimes my coworkers, they, like, they don't pay attention. They'll walk towards me, and I'll be trying to, like, back up, like, hey, like, give me some space, bro. Like, we, I'm not contained right now. Like, nothing, like we ain't secured right now, bro. Better back up. <laughs> it feel like that. Yeah, so, I mean, like, the question is, do people want to go back? Because, like, think about it, bro. When you can go to like a concert or like a sporting event for the first time in whenever Mask. are you gonna go that first time i'll go with him i'm not gonna i'll go i'll go to places with a mask and i don't care if i See? look stupid like, i'll go to a See? football game with a mask i'll go to a concert with a mask you could especially with like some concert people already wear a mask you got a festival See? people already wear masks um I guess it depends how much interacting with people I'm going to do. Because, like, if I'm just staying in my own little world, my own little bubble, pun intended, I'm cool wearing a mask going places. But if it's like, no, nah, like, I'm really trying to, like, interact with people and engage people, I need to, I need to have my, my face unexposed. Got a, I got a nice smile. I need people to see it. Your boy. You want people to know who you are. You want people to know that it's genuine when you're speaking. Real cat? Like, 
because that's what I be thinking about at work sometimes. Because I'm like, man, people really don't know what expression I really have right now. Like, you can only really see my eyes. So it's like you you can kind of guess how I'm feeling, but you don't really know for real, for real. You know what I'm saying? And like, I'm not gonna lie. Just, I like people I be like anonymous. When people say customers say something stupid, I just love it because I don't have to control my face. Exactly. I just stare, I just stare at them. Like okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, bro. So it'll be interesting when we go back to like not having any restrictions. Yeah, I don't know. Like I, I thought that too. Like there's probably some sometimes like even before COVID, like where we should wear masks. Like if I'm just like visiting someone at a hospital, I probably should be wearing a mask. I'm with you on that. Yeah. Um, I know this is weird, but kids is kids are gross. Kids are dirty. Like, you know how many times you probably got sick at elementary school because someone else had a code? Uh, literally every day that would happen. Someone would be sick because another nigga was sick. The whole class would be sick. <laughs> and at some point, kids, the same filthy. The same co- code will start from the kid at the first desk, go down all the ro- rows, come back to the last kid, and then somehow start back at the middle. Everybody got the same code year round. So, I mean, I don't know, but again, like I said, that that does take away from the human element of life. So, yeah, man, we will we'll have to see because uh, it's looking like no end is in sight, at least right now. And they talking about like I vaccine, said, I think it's normal. I don't think no one trusting it. It's normal now, yeah. Like you probably should be wearing a mask on an airplane anytime. I can't believe that smoking on an airplane was the thing once upon a time. Yeah, was, bro, I know how mad I would have been. Like, like one person smoked the whole plane. I don't know. That's a different time, though. Back then, everyone smoked. That's true, too. Like babies were smoking. Pregnant women used to smoke. Old people used to smoke. I guess it's like if you got on a plane and someone sparked a blunt, are you going to be mad? Get this guy off the plane. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> uh, no, I, I wouldn't be mad. I would, I would ask him to pass it, actually. I know. Okay. <laughs> okay. I was trying to think of a, a thought, but no, it's, 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 it's not even good. I'm going to say it anyways, though. So imagine, like, just, like, you – imagine you had a company where the whole premise is, like, we have, we have planes you can smoke weed on. That'd be fine. That'd be hella fire. Yeah. I don't I don't think a whole airline would do that. That's too much of a niche, but I have heard like there's a new airline. I know they do it out of Burbank. I don't know if they do it out of any other airports. But it's like you pay you pay for like a smaller jet, but it's only like okay, say like it's like fifteen people on the plane. So like imagine you and fifteen friends got a jet and was like, all right, we going here, but we blowing loud the whole way there. I'd be lit. It, does, you said this exists, or well, I don't know if they let you smoke. Or should it? I don't, exist, know the, I don't know if they let you smoke, but there actually is an airline that's like. I'm just give you like a rough example. Say like you went to like a normal airline, and it's like a hundred dollars to go to Vegas. For one fifty, you could be on a private jet, and it's not private, private, but it's a smaller jet for like ten to twelve people. It's quicker to, in terms of like boarding and getting off the plane, and it's faster. So where a normal airline's a hundred, they'll be like one fifty, and you get a you get a, a little extra. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I pay for it. No, I'm saying so. Like they, that that already exists. Now I'm saying you and twelve, fifteen friends all book a flight, and I I, I looked into it. It only goes to like Vegas. Uh, Seattle, San Francisco, LA, Phoenix. There might be one more, but it's just like the big West Coast cities. And you, yeah, you and 10, 15, whatever friends all get a flight. And you just talk to the pilot like, yo, 
we 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 about to just smoke the whole flight. Like we got we got twenty blunts. We light them all right now. So soul plane. Yes. But but soul jet. Soul jet. Mm. The Vegas. Is that Trey Parks? Should we should we do that? Soul, soul jet soul jet brought to you by the Mike and Hassan show. Should we hold on man? We might have to we might have to cut this off, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> But yeah, man. Hey, 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 to the viewers, if you want to become a billionaire, just listen to us. We'll give you some ideas. Just steal them from us. You've been dropping gems, you know. All 30 of our viewers are going to take our ideas. <laughs> hey, bro, I think on – actually, bro, we, we can actually say we have an average viewer count now. I think last I checked, we're at 40. So consistently, for all the episodes, we get about on average forty people that have listened to all the episodes. Shout out! Shout out! Forty people. I'm gonna lie to you. I had low expectations. Man, and this is the beginning. So, you know what I'm saying. We we definitely feel the love. We appreciate y'all. Keep tuning in. We'll keep making the content. We'll keep being funny. We'll keep being chill. We'll keep giving y'all ideas. We'll just keep we'll just keep being Mike and Hassan. Brought to you by Anchor. Brought to you by Anchor. I I think we will call it a night. A to all the viewers, this is Hassan. I just want to say whatever you want to do in life, just go for it. All you got to do is take that first step. Just push push boundaries every step of the way. Um. For me, my message of the day is simple. It's for all my gamers out there. Y'all will get the reference. But um, basically, just increase your attributes. Keep filling those bars. I like that. Keep, uh, keep getting better. Keep improving on your skills. So when you get to that boss battle, you whoop that boss ass. The first you know time. The, the first, first time. time. No respawn. You know what I'm saying? So just just boost those attributes, at attributes, boost those attributes, and yeah, man, keep keep grinding. Gotta keep grinding. I thank you everyone for tuning in. Uh, stay with us. We'll have a new episode to you soon. This has been Hassan, and it's your boy Mike, and we're out of here.